All right. Welcome to the Gospel of Two Wheels, number 165, where the coffee's hot, the bikes are fast, and your comments are absolutely ridiculous. It is great to see you guys all here. Uh, if you're watching this later, it's great to know that you're watching it later. Obviously, I'm not seeing it live. But if you're here live with us, I love you guys so much. Thank you for joining us uh, every Thursday morning at 7.30, minus a few because of traveling, racing, things like that. Um, we got tons of people on the line right now. Paul, Anstey, what's happening? Colorado Enduro guy. Um, Jeff Elmore. Ooh, getting a 790 Adventure R. Nice, dude. That's awesome. I like to hear that. That's going to be a rad bike. Um everybody is sick says brady that sucks i hope in your family that sucks that's no good um let's jump right into the questions from the internet uh if you guys don't know i try to post a question at least a few days before or day before the show for you guys to get questions on the board so i can make sure that i get them also while i'm watching live please ask questions we will try to get to them um if you're watching later uh on a replay Ask questions. I read all the comments. I will answer the questions to the best of my ability. Rod asks what's happening to Andy BJ. Um, <laughs> mentally or physically. So, okay. All right. So, first question comes from MX Garage 636. Okay. New to winter riding. Northern Nevada area. So, what's the key point to keep it fun? Had the feet paddling. Uh, hard time getting enough speed. Confidence to get up to my pegs. Front end pushing. Um, so MX Garage, I can't obviously say what your conditions were like. I wasn't there, but I've experienced what you're dealing with. Um, I don't know if you have screws or studs in the tires, but that is key. Um, the whole bare tire in the snow thing, it's really not that much fun. It, it works in certain special conditions, but it just goes south really fast. So put screws in the tires, that's huge. Um, the other thing is snow conditions. So when the snow starts to set up and get really wet and heavy, it's like impossible. It's, it's, well, it's not impossible. It's really hard. Also, if you're falling behind someone or in someone else's ruts um, that were there from the day before or two days, whatever, and they've set up, that's really, really hard. So you need to try to find fresh ground. Um, also go out when it's cold because that when the snow falls and it stays nice and cold that's when it's really really good um that's when the the conditions are perfect because you sink right down to the ice underneath and you can bite and rock and roll so there you go uh let's see let's see two steps further away from the two strokes is jeff Elmore. What's up? what up jimmy nyhart how's it going man um paul lavalley do you have any experience with Wrench Rabbit Rebuild Kits? Yes, lots of experience with Wrench Rabbit Rebuild Kits. Um, they've been really good for me. I like them a lot. Uh, Justin Monroe, man up, pin it, that keeps it fun. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Justin Monroe. <laughs> that is also MX Garage. Honestly, he's right. Just go and let the front end do its thing. It's kind. It's a lot like riding in the sand. Um or like a jet ski. It's kind of, you just kind of let the thing do what it's going to do and keep the throttle on. Um, I don't know how to say that. M-F-H-Y. I think that's a, I don't know, you're from not here. Um, but hi. Uh, I got a new screw set up. I can't wait to try it right on. Andy, what'd you get? Let us know. Chris Kenberg, what's happening? 
Uh, snow riding, you have to force yourself to relax your hands. Yes, I agree. That's another good one, Bruce. Um, hit that button like, hit the like button. Yes, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, Brady says riding in the snow sounds horrible because that's Brady is the most negative person I know. <laughs> that's not true. But shut up, Brady. It's awesome. It's super fun. Um, it's way more fun than living in Oklahoma. Uh, let's see. So now I have more comments here. Ooh, in, in fact, speaking of Brady Metter, Eric Bryan, who I hope is either watching or listening, he sometimes is like walking around doing his bug thing. He's a exterminator. Um, and sometimes he's just got his headphones listening. Um, the uh, first of all, Roger Roger Hurd says. Dakar, go Mason Klein. Yeah, go Mason Klein. That guy is, oh, I'm so stoked. Um, my, mom, my mom's mad at me for saying disparaging comments about Oklahoma. Um, the uh, uh, Okay, so Eric Bryan would like to know, what color robe do you think Brady Metter wears while watching the Gospel of Two Wheels? I'm with Chris Kinberg, and I'm saying leopard print. Um, 100%. Uh, let's see. Andy has one one and a quarter inch concrete screws installed from the inside. There you go. Then cross thread quarter inch nuts until they sink in the knobs. Super aggressive. Never rip out. Yeah. So Andy, I have seen that done, and that is a really really aggressive, really really good uh, setup. The one thing, like they, yeah, it's an awesome setup. I don't like having that much screw. Because you get in the rocks and stuff like that, it turns epic. Um, but uh, it's, uh, but that is like on ice. That is a brilliant setup. So, um, ooh, my mom thinks more paisley <laughs> robe. I don't know, Brady. Text me a picture of what you're wearing this morning. Actually, don't. Please do not text me a picture of what you're wearing or not wearing. Um, but I would show it. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Oh, light beige house coat. Yes, Rick. Oh, my gosh. Paul Ancy, anyone who challenges Dakar is a champ? Yeah. Anyone who just show first of all, raises enough money and donates that kind of money to that thing is a champ for sure. Uh, Robert Boucher, 6'6", tuning in from East Tennessee. Morning. How's it going, man? How is East Tennessee today? Uh, no room for me. I'm a Sasquatch and have plenty of hair, so no need for one. See? That is why I didn't want a picture. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, the CC uh, Wright from Ontario coming in. Uh, bedazzled. Ooh, Kylie says bedazzled, baby. Pink with fur cuffs and a collar. Says Matt Simmons. This is best, the best <laughs> question we've ever had asked. Thank you, Eric. Um... Jimmy Nyhart boxer briefs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Picture coming soon. This is unfortunate. It's going to be something I can never unsee. Um, went with the cement screws and it made the tire weigh a ton, but over, but oh well. So worth it. Yeah. And way cheaper than my setup. So, because my setup with the grip studs is crazy expensive, but it's freaking amazing. If you guys haven't watched that video of us riding um, in the snow, there are some of those hills that. I mean, with the, the concrete screws, you would have made it up too. But like with anything uh, without bare, you know, with bare tires, you'd have been in trouble. Um, rainy and slippery, uh, Robert says. Um, good morning, Matt Simpson. How are you? Kevin O'Laughlin, good morning. How are you doing, man? Uh, all right. So Jace Jackson, 
asks, what's your point of view on neck braces? Uh, we'll get to that. Then side note, what's the band and song used for the intro? The band is Vicious Cycles. The song is High and Wild. Um, so my point of view on neck braces. I don't have, honestly, a solid point of view. I used to wear one. Um, I used to wear one, and then I quit wearing one because it didn't work with my GoPro uh, so on trail rides and stuff like that. So I'd wear it racing when I was trying to go fast and then I kind of just quit wearing it. So, and I, well, not kind of, I gave it away. So I, yeah, I'm not, um, I don't know. I have, I've had friends get hurt both ways with and without, and I don't know which one, you know, it's hard to prove anything. There's not a lot of science and I think the reality is, I mean, I'm going on, you know, a little bit of what, um, oh, uh, ow, the guy that got hurt and broke his neck, um, Ryan Hughes, uh, says is that it's like every, every crash is so different and every condition is so different. I don't think you can really prove that the, um, that it makes a difference. I don't know. So for me, it limits visibility, it limits all that stuff. Obviously, with the camera, it's a pain, so I just don't wear one. Uh, and yeah, Brady says, Rhino says they're dumb, and he does say that they're dumb and all that. And But he's got some uh, decent thoughts behind that to back that up besides just saying they're dumb. So I, uh, yeah, so I don't wear one. Uh, my kids, soon, I don't think they are still wearing theirs either. Um, but the, uh, yeah, <laughs> Brady says, but Rhino is off his rocker. Agree. He's <laughs> a little bit crazy. Uh, Matt Simpson says too much restriction. I agree. I, like I said, it's a dangerous sport, right? Um, so, and the one experience that I have, uh, with a really good friend that was wearing one, he crashed at like five miles an hour, maybe, um, and broke his neck C1, C2, and almost died and whatever I was there for the whole thing and you know it's one of those things the doctors couldn't say whether the neck brace did nothing and that would have happened without it whether it accentuated it for whatever reason you know who knows or if it kept him alive so I don't know I'm rolling with that one um and yes he is nuts uh let's see do any dual sport or BDR type of riding? Uh, it says Big Husker. Yes, I do some dual sport. I have an XR650, and I don't do, like, the BDR stuff so much, like the big long roads and and things like that. I'm not a – well, it's not that I'm not a fan of that. I just don't have time. Um, actually, I really, really would like to do the BDRs through – and by the way, if you don't know, that's back to – backcountry discovery route i would really really enjoy a trip like that uh, especially maybe with my wife on the back of a big bike um, but i just don't have time for that right now uh, so i like to do more what they call it, dirty dual sports so my 650 take a dirt road here dirt road there single track here dirt road whatever and cover three four or five hundred miles in a day uh, and see a bunch of cool stuff that it would be really hard to do on a small bike like my 300. So, um, but yeah, I really enjoy it very much. And like, like the backcountry, like the big long BDR stuff sounds like brilliant to me. I would really like to have a big adventure bike again. I've had one in the past. I'd love to have one. I just, 
I, my priorities right now lie in um, just dirt bikes. So great question though. I love it very. And this, I live in a really, really good place. Um, uh, <laughs> Jimmy and I wear trials boots and stretchy jeans. <laughs> Rather be mobile. Um, and the stretchy jeans, everybody, it's not pretty. Um, <laughs> so Chris Kinberg has a good question. This is an interesting one. Uh, Keith McQueen. Hey, you're late. What's happening, man? <laughs> um, and am I racing Red Canyon? Where's Red Canyon? I don't know where Red Canyon is. What's Red Canyon? I, I probably not if it's, uh, if I don't know what it is, but let me know. Cause I'm actually dying to go racing right now. Um, there you go. My mom, there you go. I like my mom. I say just ride smart and pray. Boom. Got to love a mama. I love you. Um, started doing lunges. Where in Texas, Brady, and when? Because that might be a thing. We'll see. Ooh, James. Uh, James, how about a Ride the World BDR event? That would be cool. Um, that's a great idea. Because I have some really cool uh, dual sport stuff right around here that I know um, that I could... You know, or, I mean, anything. That'd be awesome. I like it. Um, <laughs> you guys are awesome. Lunches. So, anyway. Okay. Chris Kinberg. Let me show you guys the picture. I, I hope I can make this work. Um, I don't know if it's going to focus all that well, but that is an electric fuel pump, okay? On, looks like a gas gas. So, Chris Kinberg says, what about this new electric water pump? Excuse me, not fuel pump. Um, what about this new electric water pump idea? Do you see any advantage to using this for tight and early single track? Is it going to work that much better since high consistent, um, high velocity instead of relying on engine RPM? Great question. And one that I can't answer totally. Um, although anyway, let me give you my opinion and I think other people can weigh in. We might agree on this. Um, first of all, it's adding, uh, a fail point, obviously, you know me, I like simplicity, all that stuff. It's adding a fail point to the water system, though. Um, so, like, it could fail, right? Yeah, and obviously the bike still has a water pump, so it's still moving it. But I worry about it failing and getting a leak. Um, that's why I'm concerned a little bit about the fan kit I put on my bike, because I'm going to have to tie into the hoses and create three leak points that I don't like too much. I'm going to do it because I'm going to enter, I'm going to install that the way that the company intends for it to be installed first. I might then replace it and go to the thing that doesn't in, go into the water system. Um, so that's one downside, but I think, you know, whatever, the, it's not that big a deal. Um, but so one thing that I've learned um, from talking to other people smarter than me is that coolant systems as they push coolant through, um, you need like dwell time, I call it, uh, for that coolant to be in the radiator to radiate heat out and then come back to the motor to cool it down. So if it's going too fast, actually, if you move coolant too fast, then it actually doesn't cool as well as if it spends a little more time in the radiator. So I don't know how fast that thing runs, um, and I don't know how fast it runs... Uh, against like um versus like your bike at idle or low rpm when you're in the hard gnarly stuff so i don't know you know i i can't speak to that i don't know but there is an issue there if you move coolant too quickly so um brent mcfarland says yes i'm right 
Thank you. Jimmy Dacey, how's it going, man? Good to see you here. January 30th in West Texas, close to where Grindero was. Ooh, are you going, Brady? I might. That'd be cool. Any expense with Yamaha Blasters, Robert? No, not really at all, unfortunately. Well, uh, I'm not a quad guy, so no, it's a neat motor, though. I do like it's a two-stroke, so <laughs> I like them. Um, Jeff Elmore, BDRs are not two-stroke friendly. I know, but I have an XR650, which is my favorite bike, if you've watched all the videos. And I know you have, Jeff. Um, uh, do you have to have restriction? Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you have to have restriction in that. I don't know how it works, but it's... Um, Roger Hurd's going to ride his dirt bike this weekend. Yay! That makes me so happy. So happy, Roger Hurd. Um, uh, Robert, so I'm a disabled vet with a spinal cord. Okay. Um, so, obviously, like, everybody knows, I've said this enough times, it's like, I personally am not a quad guy. I do see their use. So, um, and we just don't work on them at the shop. We're mainly a dirt bike shop. But um, Yamaha Blasters are awesome. Awesome, Robert. Um, they, um, the, uh, um, they're the I I like if I were gonna buy, a, like a sport quad, it'd either be a blast or a banshee because they're two strokes and I love them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, but I don't have experience with them unfortunately. So maybe someone else here does. So if you have a question, shoot it out. That's the thing here, Robert, is that uh, we have. Uh, lots of people watching this um, and people who watch later on the just on the YouTube channel as a replay. We have people from all over the planet uh, with all kinds of different um, things. So let her rip. Okay, you've got a 30 millimeter electron on it. Right on. How's it running? Is it running good? Are you um, happy with that electron? By the way, electron billetron. Thumbs up as far as how it works right out of the box. I can't fix a leaky crank seal, but it runs fine. Um, so Robert, you, a leaky crank seal a lot of times has to do with a uh, crank bearing that's giving out and the crank is moving just a little bit. So you might have to split the cases and put new bearings in it. Um, nice. It's awesome on that quad. Um, and Bruce Kennedy, as Bruce Kennedy says, Thank you for your service. Thank you very much. I am indebted forever to all the veterans. Uh, my father is a vet. Um, so, yeah, I thank you very much. Um, thank you, Bruce, for mentioning that. Um, I get distracted and caught up, so I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, Robert, probably you're going to need to just take that thing apart, check the crank. You also could have a little run out on the end of the crank. Um without the bearing but you need to get that fixed either way um so um yeah unfortunately probably gonna have to do that but yeah electron billetron let's talk real quickly about that um if uh um uh, kelsey is on here he's gonna freak out for me saying anything good about electrons <laughs> oh kelsey i love you so much he hates metering rod carburetors I don't hate them. I don't think they're as good as a normal carburetor, like flat slide, like a PWK from Kian. But the Billitron is pretty darn good. It's, yeah, it works. It does what it's supposed to do. There you go. Um, he would argue, and I would argue also, that, you know, nothing is a set it and forget it. It works all, you know, I get, I get it. Um, 
but I think the way that those metering rod carbs get away with that is that they run on the lean side just by the way they're set up and the way they are and the fact that they only have one hole opening and they don't have a pilot circuit and all that stuff. So they, they run a little lean and then the power jet makes up for it. The little power, the nozzle that, anyway, I'm not going to go deep into that. You can watch the videos of me saying what that is and how it works. Um, but that's what makes up for it. And that's what allows it to run lean. So it'll run up high, right? Um, and then that power jet doesn't overfuel because it relies on signal from the motor to draw fuel and at higher elevations there's less signal so it draws less fuel so it's altitude compensating it's not compensating like like what it you know with a barometric pressure sensor and all this other stuff but the it so whatever it so it up there at high elevation it doesn't super over fuel and then at low elevation because there's more of a signal because there's more air because there's more compression blah 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 it throws more fuel and it takes care of everything. So that's how that's how it works. The silver. Sorry you're late. What's happening, man? Um, who is the silver? I don't know who that is. Uh, what 300 would you recommend that is not TPI, Beta, or Sherco? And honestly, I think I, I've been all I've been saying Sherco all this time, but uh, having uh, you know because people have asked me that question uh, if I was going to buy a bike and it wasn't going to be a KTM. What would you do? Um, it's and I've kind of been leaning towards Sherco. I like the chassis of the Sherco a lot, but the Beta is awesome because it uh, you can still put a Kickstarter on it. And I'm a big fan of a backup Kickstarter. Brady right now is going to make an uh, argument about do I have a backup crank for my van? I'm not entering into that conversation <laughs> with the with a naked Sasquatch. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, I like backup Kickstarters. So, uh, da, 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 let's see. Um, yeah, Paul Ansey says, my Kian works great. No fuss. I'm with you. Um, yeah, the Kians are just amazing. Now I have that Kian with the stick mod and um, the, uh, I, to try, I think it's going to be good. I get it now. I took it all apart and looked at it. If you guys haven't watched that video, please do. I think it's um, I think it's actually pretty interesting because a lot of people talk about the stick and the blah, 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 metering block and all that, but they've never actually taken one apart. Um, so I took it apart and show you guys what's all going on there. So uh, it's pretty interesting, and I can see why it would work better than a normal one. So uh, we'll give it a shot. There we go. Uh, well, Brady, Brady says, uh, betas are dope. I'll end up on another one as soon as I can find one. There you go. And here we go. Eric Bryan. Carbs burn around forever and every day. Still trying to figure out how to make them work. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I don't think I ever used my Kickstarter. Matt Simpson. I never use a Kickstarter on the 300, but I have on the 125 more than once at a race because the e-start died. Um, yeah, Bruce Kennedy. Beta is great if you can find one. Uh, does anyone you ride with use MX bikes on the trail? Paul, yes. Uh, not so much anymore, but lots and lots and lots. I used to all the time use a YZ250. Um, that was my favorite bike off-road for a really, really, really long time. It just recently got surpassed by my KTMs. Um, Roger Hurd, oh yeah. So Roger Hurd says his sister loves her new Gas Gas 300 and I'm sure it's awesome. It's brand new. All, new bikes are always awesome. 
um, yeah, I, uh, Robert, I use a YZ250, nice, two-stroke, yeah, I, MX bikes off-road are good, it depends, right, so KXs are less good off-road, um, they're okay, the 250s are better than the 450s, Brady's gonna yell at me, although I think he would agree, I mean, he's a giant man on a KX450X, and so it's kind of an off-road bike, but, um, he uh, he's a massive man with a lot of talent um, that can ride anything off road. So uh, for him, the KX is good because he's got a lot of power. But for me, the KX is too much power and kind of violent. So and set up really stiff. But also Brady is a suspension tuner for TBT. So anyway, whatever. There's um, the uh, uh, Paul Ancy says it depends on how gnarly the single track is. Um, the uh, so, there we go. My kicks seem to work just fine to walk away from you. There it is. It's giving me the finger. Um, it had nothing to do with the KX. It had everything to do with the rider. And, arguably, we were on a giant motocross track in the woods. <laughs> that was hardly off-road, in my opinion. Uh, Bauer. Hey, I just finished building a CR250 for off-road. So far, my main thought is suspension, which depending on your weight might need to be changed. Uh, if you got a CR250 for off-road, Bauer, I would get the suspension revalved. I would talk to Brady Metter. He is the man uh, with TBT. We, by the way, actually, the franchise agreement for TBT for Highland Cycles is finally getting written up. Um, I Yeah, I think, I really believe this time we're getting closer. Before it's all been talked with Travis, he's been so busy, but I'm so excited. Um, uh, yeah, Bruce Kennedy. It's, so it's not me and Brady moving forward with TBT Highland. Um, it's uh, me and Travis. Because uh, Travis Flateau owns TBT, the company, and then we are all franchisees. So, But yes, finally. Um, yes, I just got you. Caught under just got the message about my fan. So, yeah. Um, and actually, so did the owners of the company. So, um, on the fan install video, uh, it turns out I put the screws in from the wrong side of that bracket, which was kind of hard to tell. I didn't, I looked at the instructions. I thought I looked at them closely, but it's like black and white pictures. I didn't really see it. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm going to fix that. So, thank you, Colorado Enduro guy, uh, Mike Klinger. Um, Thank you for that. Yes, I did put those in from the wrong side. Um, it slides in nice and tight, so it's not moving around. But if I pull it hard enough, it'll pop out. So I got to flop those. I'll, I'll put that in a video. So, um, Hi, do you run a thermostat on your 300 or bypass setup? Richard Hartley, I do not run a thermostat. I had one on it. Uh, it came with it, obviously, um, back in the day when it was a 250. And in Oklahoma, in a giant mud race, which I suck in, I um, I blew up the thermostat. It was that plastic thermostat, and the coolant got so hot because I'm running Evans. It got so hot that it melted the plastic and sprayed everywhere. It was out of whatever. Um, <laughs> Bruce Kennedy says, "Brady, you seem to think I can influence the influencer. That's awesome." Um, Oh, hey, there you go. Colin, I did the same thing. Mike Cleaner did the same thing uh, with those screws, and I had to zip tight to finish the Rainbow Trail. 
Well, thank you, Mike. Um, yeah, they saw the video, and they're actually really happy with the video in general. Um, and so we actually might be working together. Extreme Parts and I might be uh, working on some sort of collaboration, which would be cool. Um, but the, uh, yeah, it it's kind of weird. But anyway, it makes sense. I'll put them, I'll swap them. It's not a big deal. Fortunately, I got, uh, I don't have to worry about uh, taking anything off. It just can boop, pop right off, uh, and I can fix it. So that'd be good. Um, blah, 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 blah. What else? Other questions, guys. We've got a few minutes left here. Um, try to think of anything, uh, not riding dirt bikes this weekend. I'm going to be going winter camping with my father-in-law and my two boys. We're going up onto the plateau. My father-in-law has a big wall tent with a wood stove for elk hunting. So we're going to go up and hang out in that big warm tent and take rifles and go shooting. And it's going to be awesome. My mom says, make sure you give us thumbs up. So if you're watching this later, um, and you're, and you've had fun during this whole thing, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Also make sure you tune in live sometime. It's really fun. I know it's kind of middle of the work day for some folks, but you know, sneak into the bathroom, watch it, whatever, <laughs> or bring the whole, you know, crew in. Um, so yeah, the, uh, but yeah, any other questions, any other questions And Brady, not hardly a big time influence. <laughs> the, uh, I don't think I'll ever be a big time influencer, even if I have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. I'm just not that guy. Um, oh, dude, Paul says my my SX picks were terrible. They were so bad, so bad. I like that's maybe the worst I've ever done. Uh, and honestly, it, well, whatever. The 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 where I screwed up was I have not been paying attention to the off season. I have not been paying attention to anything, and I just like just chose quickly. Anyway, whatever. It was terrible, but yeah, <laughs> it was so bad. Oh man, how did you do, Paul? I didn't see where you were. Hey, TJ, what's happening, man? I'm looking forward to um, Weeby this year. By the way, I'm helping sponsor the Weeby series, so I might have a bit of an advantage in the scoring. <laughs> uh, you're the only reason I set an alarm since retiring. Right on, Bruce. That's awesome. I guess I'm influencing you. That's awesome. Uh, Brant, you're welcome. I love sharing my time with folks. It's a lot of fun. Sneak into the bathroom. Good thinking. See, Andy, you just like sneak in there, do your thing, lock the door, whatever. New boot tips for ankle support. Currently sporting a fractured tibia and heel. Ooh, Kevin. Um, I, you know, I, so I, I exploded my tib fib on the bottom at my ankle many 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 years ago uh, as a three months no weight bearing i mean it was a long recovery it was six months all told um and it was bad and i still use garnet sg12s because i think they're the best 30 points for rod right on uh ken, yeah and ken totally surprised us i should have i whatever i love ken and i always uh want to i want him to win so um yeah the uh so kevin that sucks but i like i really like uh garnashi 12s um obviously it depends on your foot but um cd crossfires are really really good at that also but if your foot's too wide you can't wear them and then obviously alpine stars tech 10s with a little inner booty helps a lot too so yeah, I know that's all, that's all three top brands, right? But um, I go with Garnets. Uh, Kim Jackson, Wall Tents, Duroc. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to go shoot guns. And, yeah, I think my father-in-law is going to try to shoot some squirrels and cook them up for the boys because they've never had that. So it's going to be great. 
Um, let's see. Uh, and you're engineering flag guards. Right on. <laughs> Chris Kinbrick, I'm glad I influenced you to do that. Um, Tech 7 Enduros have some awesome protection. There you go. Uh, get out and ride your dirt bikes, says Brent McFarland, for sure. Let's see. Uh, I still wear a part of Garnet SG10s for 15 years plus, Bruce Kennedy. Yeah. Garnets are, for me, they're just the best. Kevin, you have an, a wide foot? Garnet SG12s. That's all you can do. And, you know, I when I, so when I went back to riding, I found a really, really, really thin, narrow uh, ankle, like, kind of wrap thing that was a little bit more of a wrap. Had some ribs on the side to kind of, and put that on and shoved it in my boot. So, it worked. Um, all right, guys. Thank you guys so much. Punk Rock Club, thank you for sticking around to the end. I love you so, so much. Thank you all for paying attention to this silly little YouTube channel that has changed my life and made my life better. I hope it's made your lives better in some way, shape, or form. I love you so much. As always, I desperately hope that you get out and spread the gospel of two wheels. And I really, really, really want the I want you guys to work on and get out and ride your dirt bikes! Thank you guys so much for joining us on this audio podcast. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed that, please give us a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this. It does make a big, big difference. I hope you guys have a wonderful day.